Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian Seed, and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name is Brent, I'm your host, and with me today I have a couple fellas. We could talk some cool shit. First up, we have Nick. I'm a bang of your mom, Mute Gantner. How's it happening, man? <laughs> uh, it's going pretty good, I guess. Just, poor Mute, man. You're just doing terrible things to him. Next up, we have Anderson. We don't like you, Numo. Powers, what's happening? Oh, well, you don't like me anymore? I guess no. I gotta leave, then. That's right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> because <clears throat> we're playing this stupid game what game are we playing we're playing final fantasy tactics advance that's right it's a sequel that nobody wanted well the sequel that everybody wanted but not this version <clears throat> so um i don't have any so it's a game boy advance game i don't know what year i don't have it in front of me i wish i had i wish i had thought to check to see if somebody put that in the notes but they didn't it's gotta be like 2002 or something right yeah oh man i guess uh we could start this all off real good and just just google that right on the show when does that a release date it wouldn't be the first time it wouldn't be the first time february 2003 so february 14 2003 That's close. wow valentine's day valentine's day what did I say? You said Valentine's <laughs> Day. It's Valentine's Day. Oops, sorry. Yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day, so sorry. T-I-N-E, not T-I-M-E. Good God. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Off to a brilliant start today. Uh, so, yeah, it's a tactical RPG type thing that came out for the Game Boy Advance. Um, so... As soon as the train rolls by, what, I, what I'd like to do here is because we're not going to be able to help ourselves from throughout the discussion, like directly comparing it to Final Fantasy Tactics. Now, while I might not be the biggest fan of this game, I, does, I do think it deserves its own standalone discussion. So hold off any like real uh, nitpicky comparisons until we get to the end. And um, we can each go and say our piece as uh, as it stands as a sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, so I just want to keep that in mind for everybody. We're not going to try and wham wham. This isn't uh, my FFT for an hour and a half. Let's just save that for a half an hour at the end. Was that the sound good to everybody? We all we all on board with that? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. I can't make any promises. But I will. I'll do what I can. Okay, so 
like I said, it's a tactical type RPG. So it means you got your your grid. You've got a party of is it five characters per battle or six? I think it's six. Um, that you do per battle. They each you know move in turn and you move around the grid and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you also have a Let's talk about the progression system here. Um, so the way your characters advance is through jobs, right? And each race, if you will, so you got Human, Moogle, Numo, Banga, and Vera, the fox lady people thinks. Um, they each have different jobs they have access to, and you have to learn a specific, like a, a specific number of abilities from certain jobs to unlock further jobs. And FF9 style, you learn those abilities from equipment that you have on the character. Okay, so um, <clears throat> you kind of run into this, you know. Uh, you spend money to get the new thing, to learn the new abilities, and you learn the abilities by having equipped by a certain period of time, that kind of thing. And, of course, you have um, your standard levels um, as well. What did you guys think about the progression system in this game? Let's start off with you, Anderson. How did you feel about how the job classes worked? How did you learn new abilities? Um, how would that work out for you? It wasn't that bad. Uh, I really liked how, you know, just you could, every weapon really only had one skill to learn per uh, per class. Well, not one skill really, but most of them you could learn like one learn one skill per weapon or armor. So it wasn't too hard to keep up with. Okay. You know, every time uh, get one weapon, learn that skill, move on to the next weapon, and that part was pretty easy. Um, I mean, I don't want to talk about Final Fantasy Tactics yet, but Okay. I like the job. Yeah, job points. Uh, that just seems easier than my my inventory was getting cluttered up near the end of the game because I didn't want to sell anything off. Yes. I always just hoard my stuff. It does. It does um, sort of promote like keeping um, weapons instead of throwing them away because you never know. Like if you're going to get a special character, you want to re you know somebody that you're changing jobs to. You want to learn an ability you've got stowed away on a weapon. You end up trying to keep at least one of everything that you've gone through. Um, so I can see where I would create clutter. Uh, Nick, uh, progression system. How did, how did l the learning of abilities and progressing of jobs uh, work out for you this time around? Uh, it's, I found it limiting. Okay. How so? Um, because you are essentially forced to complete X amount of encounters in order to learn an ability. Okay. Uh, and I understand why, or at least this is my assumption is why they did it, because they thought that in the previous game that will not be mentioned yet, it was too easy to uh, abuse the system too quickly. And uh, pretty much you can master a class in one fight. Uh, and so in this one, I think they decided to uh, force the player to kind of uh, like play the game more uh so to speak like you can't master a class in one fight you have to equip different weapons uh fight a couple of fights learn an ability keep going so on and so forth um so i guess it, in a way it's it keeps the game on the developer's kind of 
path, like intended path where you don't become too OP too early. And I, I guess there's something to be said for that kind of control, but it's, I find it just very limiting and restraining. Um, okay. I can I can see that, and I also found that it wasn't very robust. Um, like, cause most character, there's not a a wealth of jobs when you look at it. A like for any particular character, like there's only so many options that character has. There's not a whole lot of um, advanced jobs where you get a couple from this and a couple from that. Um, there are a couple, but not very many. And often that that straight tier so like and you think uh you know uh squire knight monk geomancer you know that kind of like four tiered steps step ladder this is only two in most cases where you got you know uh fighter and then advanced fighter or, or archer and advanced archer you know there's not a whole lot of uh like, there's not a big, large wealth of choices. And that does a couple things for you. I mean, it does kind of bring it back and simplify it a smidge. Um, gives you plenty of powerful options without having to set a bunch aside, really. Because you could, you know, if you think, you know, if if you've got less job classes, then you've got, you know, less options that you, to choose from to fill out your thing. Thus making it more simple. Um, there's a lot... Of yeah, it just I don't know. It just it just because uh, very early on I felt like I had kind of reached like well now I'm just now I'm just looking out for good abilities. Like I'm not really trying very hard to go for specific builds where there you know I can I can get specific builds like I can go two swords or do I can, there are things you can do, but it's not as um, driving a factor. Because you got to wait for that, uh, those items to open up anyway, you know, to get things that you know you can work towards. So you just end up with, you know, changing weapons to learn skills just to learn a new a new skill. Like even though you're not really interested in it, because there's really nothing else for you to do um, with that character. I, I feel like there's a lot of tread and water that way. So um, that's the progression system. Uh, now this game is filled with secondary and tertiary systems as far as uh, gameplay progression works. So you've got your standard quests and you're doing like specific like story and campaign quests. Then you have tons and tons of these um, missions, right? Just so many just fucking optional missions where you go and you just fight a battle. And this is sort of uh, the... Bad, you know, this is how you get experience and stuff outside of your main quest stuff. Because you go do these things. Um, how many of them did you guys do? Nick, did you do a lot of these extra uh, missions? No, because I didn't want to play the game. So I just did the main shit, really. Okay. Uh, Anderson, did you play a lot of extra missions? <laughs> I did. Um, I don't know exactly how many. But a lot of the time I found myself just fighting people on the overworld map. Yeah. Because, I mean, you end up, you also get these uh, random spawns from other quote-unquote clans, which you're technically part of this this mercenary clan, and they pop up and they walk around the map, and you run into them and you engage in these clan battles. So, um, 
then you know that sort of develops into sort of like this 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 weird territory system that they have as far as clan reputation. Um, there's a lot of extra items that are you use to give yourself bonus bonuses when going on missions. Uh, there's uh, there's that, but let's 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 bring it back to the to I what I feel like is going to be the crux of uh, most of our gameplay experiences in this game. Nick, will you please talk to me about the law system? Um. Okay. So. In order to kind of explain the law system, you got to know a little bit of the lore, and that is in this world, the pretty much all confrontation is regulated by judges, and judges are appointed by like the head judge master, which is Sid, which is Mute's father. Maybe we'll get into that later. But um, so every confrontation is uh, kind of like refereed by a judge. And each, depending on what day it is, there's a different law in effect. It could be you can't use the fight command, you can't use swords, uh, you can't use the cure spell, uh, shit like that. So if you violate one of these laws, then you get penalized. Depending on how severe the infraction was, you either get a yellow card or a red card. So it's kind of like soccer, where like a yellow card is a warning, and then a red card it means you're ejected and sent to jail. And then you can go pick up a character from jail if that's what yeah. you want to do. So essentially, um, there's a rotating blackout of things you cannot do in battle. And uh, first off, I can allowing for the lore or what have you, and as silly as that that concept may or may not be with adventurers out just fighting fucking monsters in the wilderness like what the fuck does a judge care if you're fighting fucking monsters i get I it. it was great when you're like fighting two tamas and a judge shows up it's like oh, what yeah that's okay. yeah so that's what i that so that silliness aside um i can even get behind a system like this when the rotating laws aren't as impeding as some of them like for instance the fight skill blocking out the fight skill is especially early on is the most trifling waste of my time because that means the monsters can't do it either so it all you're doing is making me a, what a 10 minute battle turn into a 40 minute battle is that's all you're fucking doing you're not you're not making me think, well, I'm going into this fight. Let me see who else I can bring in. I'm not... I, none of that is happening. All you're doing is punishing. You're not... You're not... Or even or just pestering, really. Because, like I said, you're locking the monsters out of doing it. So they just stand around doing nothing until the people I have that can damage without using the fight skill can fucking kill the guys. That becomes less of an issue later on when you've got more things you can do to damage people without using the fight skill, but it doesn't make it any better, and it doesn't make you want to play past the early to mid-game where that is such a damning feature to use. So... uh Anderson, what is your experience with the law system? Did you run into a lot of problems? Did it make you poop blood? Like, what's the deal? Uh, I fucking hate it. 
It's uh, <laughs> it just limits me for whatever. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I got in a fight and I forgot to check the law, and it says uh, like no ganging up, no swords, and I'm like, well, that's like half my team. Fuck this. So I have to restart or something because it's quicker to restart than try to fight through that fight. Mm-hmm. And then especially, it, it seemed like there's not a whole, there's not a lot of law that, that keeps going through the list. Uh, and I just hate it. I do not like it at all. I am 110% with you. Do you have any additional um, comments on the law system, Nick? I know you have feelings. Um, it's, I mean, I, I'm really in agreement with you guys. It sucks ass. Um, like, they give you the mechanic of anti-laws, like, midway through the game, so you can, like, get past some shit that's troublesome if, like, you forgot to check the law or whatever. But it feels like it's adding unnecessary micromanagement to the whole thing. Like, you have to check what laws are coming up before you move on the map. If you, like, randomly get... uh like if like if you move more than two spaces and then uh, like an enemy spawns on the map and moves into you and you weren't prepared for it, you can get your ass fucked because you can't use certain things. You weren't like, like you were you were planning on doing a fight with these fucking laws anyway, and then all of a sudden you get ass blasted with them, and it's like yeah okay, okay thank you. Um, <laughs> at least we didn't we didn't have it as bad as the Japanese have it because apparently like they don't have JP points and shit. Um, which are, if you follow, like, I don't think we mentioned it, but I think if you follow the law or like you do stuff that the judges like, you get JP points and you get, um, like you use them for like combos and summons and all that kind of shit. Um, so, I mean, I think the game would be much better without laws in it. Absolutely. I think I can agree with that. Like, I don't. I think even if you like the law system for whatever fucking reason, like you're, you're gonna be hard pressed to like have a legitimate, like, positive, positive, anything to say about the fucking thing. Like I can't imagine like what benefit it adds to the gameplay at all. I think yeah. there are better ways to do it. Like, uh, like if the laws were less limiting or they were over more minute things like status ailments or one particular elements of magic um or if they were say instead of being flat out restrictive right uh they were like all right so the law is this day that ice does half damage okay like you you're not locked out of being able to do something unpreparedly for risk of sending a person to jail. You might not be that effective that day, but you could still use that character. You know what I mean? Like it's not it wouldn't be nearly as as fist up the bum as this this system is. And it, that adds way more strategy to it as opposed to just you can't well, do it. Like you you get options as opposed to removing options. It's yeah. it's not. It's not good gameplay design to me. And you need more you need more variation in that system as well. Like instead of the dozen or dozen and a half uh, laws that there are, you know, if there were fifty of them. So what if there's one that's real bummer? Like because the chance when it comes back around, it's going to take forever for it to come back around. You know, there's just other ways to do this more effectively to try and get the same result without being as punishing to the player. So, um, 
how do we feel about the difficulty of this game outside of uh, the laws? Because in just in general, I felt like this is a fairly, I mean, it's fairly easy. I feel like uh, HP title, uh, totals were high enough, damage was low enough, so that I didn't really feel like I was getting wrecked out of nowhere a lot of the time. It was just, it was status quo. Nick, difficulty? Anything to say? Uh, easy as shit, especially when your characters cannot disappear or be like permanently yeah, killed, except permanent, if yeah. you're in one of three maps, like the the lawless cities. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I like spotting on those places because there were no fucking laws there. Those are my favorite maps in the game. Uh, I'd fight every fucking battle on those maps if I could. Absolutely. It, it, like, like the risk of losing your characters. Like, if you're playing the game right, you're not. Your character shouldn't die. And if if they die, then you suck at the game. Like it's. Well, when I found out like permadeath was gone, I stopped really caring because I could just bum rush it with a guy, and the guy's just gonna sit there, passed out until shit happens. Like it removed all give a fucks I had. It was just yeah. I'm going to overwhelm them. Like it's that's just gonna happen. So why why even try and hold back and be strategic and worry about a guy going down if they're not gonna they're not gonna die. They're just gonna sit there unconscious. So exactly. Um, Anderson difficulty. How'd you feel? It was very easy when, you know, I wasn't complaining about it. Uh, never really had any difficulty in the game uh, unless I got fucked over by the laws. Uh, not bad. I mean, it's it's a Game Boy Advance game, so I guess they didn't want it to be too hard. We played it on the go. So it, it was all right. I didn't mind it being that easy either. Um, I think... Fighting a lot. I think I feel like we, they went from T for teen to E for everyone yeah. with the whole uh, aesthetic. Yeah, the, the, yeah we're going to, we were going to get, definitely get into that more with um, some of the other aspects of the game as well. That this is way more uh, aimed at children and younger audiences than uh, its predecessor. So you know, it's definitely easy. It's it's pretty toned back. Uh, Anderson, what are some things that that worked for you, didn't work for you? What are your final thoughts as far as gameplay goes? For gameplay, uh, what didn't work for me, the laws. Um, Could have definitely done without those, you know. Uh, inventory constantly getting cluttered, trying to find a certain weapon in my inventory. I also didn't like how, and I don't know if this was just an issue I had, because uh, I had to emulate the game, but going through weapons and equipping skills, I wish there was a button you can press that gave you a little tidbit on what the skill did. Because mm-hmm. some of them, I, I just wasn't able to figure out. Like I didn't have any idea what that skill was going to do. I didn't like that, but I, I did like um, game wasn't too hard. It wasn't hard at all, actually. Um, every weapon had a skill to learn, so you pretty much were just jumping from weapon to weapon until you were done with that. And it, I really liked how there was no more permadeath. Uh, it kind of made me not care. Like, like you said, you go in, a guy gets knocked down and you don't even have to worry about picking him back up. You just keep going with the fight. All right. You want to go ahead and score it then for me on gameplay? Uh, sure. Uh, I'd give it a three out of five. Okay. Average. All right. Uh, Nick, things didn't work for you, things that worked for you, and score gameplay uh, for me. I, uh, things that worked for me were um, like the game plays reasonably well. Uh, there's no real like slowdown issues. Things 
work the way you expect them to work. So that's, I mean, that's expected. So I guess it's kind of bad for me to say that's a good thing. But uh, I liked when you got special characters, they came with all their skills learned typically, uh, as long as they had a unique class. Uh, it makes sense because there wouldn't be any weapons that give them skills. Mm -hmm. So uh, like a, it's like a, a duh kind of thing, but at least you weren't uh, gimped like you would be in, in other games where you get a character, they don't have anything learned. Like you can use these characters when you get them, essentially. Um, Okay, stuff in it like. <laughs> um, the I did not like the way you had to build your own world, only because there are items tied into locations, and if you like, you can drop things in such a way that you get locked out of rare items or really good equipment, uh, and unless you're following a guide of people who've kind of uh, min maxed it, yeah. Yeah, like they've they've pretty much plotted out where to get the good shit, what kind of path to follow. Um, you're you may potentially miss out on some really good items. Um, I did not like the job system at all. Um, I felt like it it was way it took away a lot of the customizability um, that a previous game had, and uh, they kind of almost railroaded you into some generic crap. Like, they even had some races share some classes, and I thought that was kind of a cop-out, because if you're going to, first off, uh, limit classes to race, why are you going to, like, cross-contaminate the pool? Like, at least, like, make a unique class for that race of that particular style. Uh, don't just be like, ah, oh, well, we need another kind of basic class for this race. What should we throw in here? Oh, we'll just use something from this other race. That'll that'll work. Like it felt lazy to me. Um. Uh, is this really all I can think of right now? All right. Uh, I will also give it a three out of five. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I'm gonna. I, I think the UI. I know it's a, a handheld title for the, you know, it's a Game Boy Advance title. I just felt like it wasn't laid out um, to present information very well or navigate very well. <clears throat> um, like you said, your inventory gets pretty cluttered. There's not a whole lot uh, there telling you what, what's really happening with your characters sometimes. Uh, I don't like make, making your own map either, uh, you know, because it, it can feel punishing when you don't... Like, if you don't want to look it up, it's like, well, you just know instantly that you're just going to fuck yourself. Like, so uh, that really sucks. The job system was lackluster, to say the bet, like, the most. Like, it just, it, there wasn't a lot of option there, and you're kind of just put into this, it end up feeling boring. Like, there's no excitement to the job system. Uh, anymore now things that did work for me i think the game at its core could have been pretty fun right because you have your grid-based combat there's um a lot like i said a lot of tertiary systems happening you've got the whole like clan management aspects there's there's some stuff going on that has some charm and some some cool factor to it a little bit of fun but it, it sort of gets bogged down 
in a lot of mediocre um, or uh, annoying type systems like the laws or like your character progression. Uh, and just to just a quick point to touch back to, you know, because if you're coming to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance off of Final Fantasy Tactics, you're used to nomenclature meaning one thing. You can't then take that nomenclature and change it without explaining it in a follow-up game. And by that I mean, how long does it take to fucking figure out what JP's for? Because to me, JP is fucking job points. I still got jobs. Why is it nothing to do with my job? Oh, it's judge points. It's how I use combos and summons. Fuck off. Go die in a fire. <laughs> so, um, for me, you know, I'll talk about it more later, but I'm only really giving gameplay a two. So, uh, first up, we're going to take a musical break. This one's my choice. You know me and main themes. This one is incredibly reminiscent of the theme from Final Fantasy Tactics. There's a little bit of change to it. Of course, you know we're talking about playing it on uh, Game Boy Advance hardware. So, But I still enjoy it. It's still fun. So we're going to take a listen to that. When we come back, we're going to talk about story. <laughs> Brother, tell me what happens in this game. What's the plot? Summarize it. Summarize it. Tell me what the deal is. Go. All right. So, essentially, um, these kids all live in this town, and there's a group of them that all go to school together. Uh, one of them gets bullied really well. They all kind of get bullied for different things, but one of them gets bullied extremely badly. Um, you have, uh, I'm, I call him Marsh. Uh, or Marche, because I feel like that's how his name's pronounced. I guess some people call him March. What, like, how do you I guys? Would, I would say Marsh because of the E. Like, yeah, Marsh. I say Marsh. Okay, uh, I was gonna say Marsh anyway, but yeah, go for it. I just want to get your all things. Uh, so he's a new kid, uh, moved into town, and nobody really talks to him. 
because he's kind of a, like a distant loner kind of guy. And then you got Mute, uh, who's the kid who is fucking weird as shit, brings a teddy bear around with him everywhere. So he's the biggest target of all the bullies. Um, and then there's Ritz, who's got white hair, and she gets made fun of for her white hair. Um, so they all kind of uh, decided to hang out after school one day after a snowball fight. And uh, they all play Final Fantasy. So they all talk about how cool it would be if uh, everything was like how it was in Final Fantasy. And Mute happens to have found this uh, magic, look, like weird looking book. At, uh, I think it was a library. Um, and so they kind of like mess around with it. And it looks like to be written in Latin. And the only thing he can read is like one sentence. So he reads it and they all go to sleep. Um, next thing you know, Everybody, well, Marsh wakes up in this different world. He has no idea what the fuck's going on. He recognizes some of the creatures, the Banga, because they apparently also appear in Final Fantasy. Um, and uh, he just pretty much spends some, uh, the first uh, bit of time there trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, come to find out Mute is like a prince now. His dad is the judge master. His mom, who was dead in the real world is alive she's queen uh ritz is having a, everybody, everybody is having a gay old time because this world is way better than the real world but marsh is like uh i don't like it here we need to go back to the real world so essentially some people look at marsh as the antagonist because he is attempting to ruin this dream world that everybody has where everybody's happy because he is like this is not real we need to go back to the real world. Um, so you pretty much go through and kill every <clears throat> everything like these uh, totemas that are holding the uh, like keeping this dream world kind of in the state that it is in. Um, you go through, destroy them all. Um, then you kill Marsh's mom, who happens to actually be like the sixth totemma uh meanwhile like you kind of convince everybody that because at first everybody's against you thinking that this is a bad idea like the dream world evilist is great um and then you manage to convince everybody that okay you things aren't this is the real world you got to go back to the real world uh and you do that and that's pretty much the story yep that's basically it like there's some cool stuff that, or I, guess, I don't know, I don't say cool, but there's some stuff that happens. Like uh, Mute's mom like makes like an evil mute, which is like his name backwards, like Lednar. Uh, fucking, toot, what the fuck is tomb, whatever. How do they fucking pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, you fight him a couple times. Uh, like you get to see like uh, Sid's dad regain his memory and be like, okay, this is wrong. Uh, I I thought it was kind of weird that like uh, the new Moo guy, uh, that's like uh, meets bitch, like turns uh, traitor, because as far as I'm aware, like he has no existence in the real world. So I'm not sure why he'd be like, yeah, this is a good idea that you destroy this world that I'm from. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just the right thing to do. I don't know. I mean. Does it really? I guess it, like it doesn't matter because the story kind of is stupid in my opinion. But 
Yeah, um, I don't want to say the story's stupid, okay? Like, there's 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 kind of a fun premise there, like, um, which uh, is not... I'm not okay with being like a like a a a canon part of like evil East lore, right? Like that I'm not cool with, but the idea of them using this to play in the world to make a game and make a story based on like, okay, these kids and this thing happens, they go to this this evil East, right? Um, that can be fun, right? A little never-ending story action, and that's fine. I'm all cool with that. Um, but <clears throat> you're right that it, it does kind of kind of fall flat because it, it falls into the, um, like, the it was the dream whole along kind of trope because nothing, they don't really come out of it where anything mattered other than, like, I guess their character growth. Like, it, so I'm with you. I guess what I'm really saying is I'm not really sold on how on it, and I I don't really know how to how how I honestly feel about it. To be honest with you, because I don't I didn't remember anything of it from previous from previous playthroughs. Right, I've played this game before, and I remember kind of enjoying it. I kinda, it was like, all right, that was that was fun, and this time through, I'm like, I don't know why I accepted it before, because now I'm kind of like, eh, I can see where this might be fun, but I'm not having fun, and this isn't interesting, so I'm out of fucks to give kind of thing, so I don't know. The, uh, yeah. It really wasn't much of a draw for me. It didn't really keep me pulling pulling me forward, like because I completely stopped worrying about like main mission quests because I was really doing a lot of these side quests, and I kind of came back around and I just I randomly did one of the missions like oh this is a story mission ah fuck me I'm like oh, I don't want to do this and I don't know so uh it didn't feel like there was any gravitas to the situation yeah and I guess that falls into the this is more aimed for children kind of thing. Like there's not, there's not like real political intrigue. It's, it's kids and they've fallen into a fake fantasy world, like in their little bickering to leave the fake fantasy world, like to leave this dream, to leave this, 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 this place of true make believe, if you will, um, to go back to, to where they need to be. Um, so, Anderson, how'd you feel about the story in this game, man? Uh, what'd you like, what you didn't like? Uh, most of it I didn't really care for. Uh, I really liked the beginning of the game, though. How the little tutorial fight at the beginning of the school. Yeah, like, the that, was cool. that was kind of cool. I liked the snowball yeah. fight. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I really liked how, um, you know, the, a- after school they go hang out at the main character's house. And they bring the book over, check it out, and then get transported into the world that night. Um, that, and I really liked how all the characters seemed to like the world. They didn't want to go back. Uh, that was it. I mean, the story really didn't do anything for me. It felt very safe, I guess is the right word. Yeah, I can Everything see was that. predictable. It, it, it was all right. It didn't 
pull me along. Like I, I wasn't sitting there wanting to do the next story mission. So it is eh. Okay. Nick, what are some things that work for you that didn't work for you? Give me a score. Um I guess I like that it's uh, a novel idea. I don't I can't really recall any other games where you get sucked into like a, a different reality and then you aim to destroy the reality to get back to where you're coming from. Like I can't really recall any of the games doing something like that. So that's yeah. a positive for me, but it's it, but like, to be I fair, Nick, I mean I don't want to interrupt you. Like, but that's that is kind of you putting on it like this this darker bent to it, right? Like like making uh Marsh out to be like the antagonist and like in this this world would perceive him as uh <clears throat> as destructive and evil. I don't think that's played out too well like that in game. Like it doesn't feel that way, at least if you ask me. It's more eh, right and wrong. Yeah, we shouldn't be here. We gotta go home. Gotta go home, kind of thing. I mean, I guess, but that's just how I interpreted it. So no, that's fair. All right, continue. Um, that's really all I got positive to say about the story. Uh, like, cause it was, it was too kiddie for me. Like coming from. I know we're not supposed to compare, but coming from Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's like murder, intrigue, like, like it's it's a very mature storyline, um, and then jumping from that, like it, it'd be like reading like an adult novel, jumping into a fucking like a, a kitty book that you're like that's for five year olds, and it's like I don't, okay, there's like there's violence in here, but it's safe violence, like they might as well be attacking each other with. Like star from swords and shit. Like, there's no, this this world has no, there's no repercussions for your actions at all. Like everything is, like oh you can do whatever the fuck you want. Everything everything will be fine. And uh, I just find it really jarring. Uh, like none of the villains felt intimidating in any way. Like it's all just like a joyful thing. Like it. Like the the cutscene where like Sid goes to arrest that guy who's making anti laws and it's like like oh no you caught me up oh, psych anti law we're leaving and then Sid's just like oh well that just happened oh well, let's leave like what yeah <laughs> what kind of response is that to the situation that just happened like he's like oh well he's escaped okay uh, I guess we're done here for today like what okay what the fuck so. Like I really didn't really connect with any of the characters. Um, like I kind of felt for Marsh trying to get back to where he came from because he felt like that was the right thing. Like in my opinion, I probably would have preferred to stay in that world myself, just like everybody else, because everybody seemed to be happier, except the three bullies who presumably are dead because they turned into zombies and you killed them during that one mission. It's a little dark. But, a little uh, dark. Uh, but they weren't good people anyway, right? So that's excusable. Sure. Uh, I'll give the story a two. All right. Um, you know, like I said, it's there's no weight to it. There's no uh the 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 we're on an adventure um kind of kid adventure uh can be fun, but this didn't feel fun. It it was it was not uh 
don't know. It wasn't very exciting. It didn't 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 pull me forward. Didn't make me want to learn and hear more and do more. So, just in general, it was pretty bland. But there was something there. It wasn't the worst. The idea of having a totema for each of the races and you know that whole you know spiritual pillar of this fake thing. I guess it works, you know, so it's not the worst. I'll give it a two and a half. Anderson, uh, you want to score up the story for me? Yeah, I'll give it a straight two out of five. It was <laughs> bleh. Um, it was just bleh. Yeah. There you go. All right, so let's take another musical break. This one is your choice, Nick. Why don't you lead us through it? All right, uh, this track is called Prison, and I selected it because it reminded me the most of a song that we probably would hear from Fallen Mercy Tactics. Sounds good. I know, kind of shitty reasoning, but that is, uh, that's what you're getting. Sounds good. When we come back, we'll talk musical and visuals. Let's listen to Prison. So uh, the music in this game, I would say, I'm going to just go out on a limb here, and I would say it's very, a lot of the tracks, they are between FFT and FF12 stylistically. I mean, they're, we're talking evilly games here, but they're limited by the GBA hardware, so we get a lot more, I almost just want to say like poppy versions of that kind of music. If that feels right to say, do you agree with me, Nick? Like it, it's like a poppier versions of those two games. Um, I guess like way more lighthearted. Yeah, and they all sound samey. Like everything sounds samey. Like almost like you've heard, like you hear one song, you're like, did I just hear this one before? Yeah. It's all that that uh, like woodwindy kind of sound. Like it's all they all have that same. I, I don't yeah, know they what the they use is. those that type of like melody maybe in uh like FFT but it it was also uh like mirrored by uh like the way darker uh grittier sounding uh songs that they had yeah so um that's how I thought about the music like it's it's okay like a lot of it's 
lighthearted, um, like almost like a lot of it almost feels like mini game music. Like if if it, it, just a little bit, like it just all feels like something that would play when you're playing a fishing mini game or some weird card mini game and in a much larger game. So I mean, it's not bad. Like I didn't I didn't hate it so much. I wanted to turn the mu- uh, the music off. It just felt unlike Anderson, like <laughs> repetitive. Anderson, music. Tell us your story. All right. Uh, I emulated it because I couldn't find my hard copy of it. Uh, for the first few hours of gameplay, I had the music on, and my monitor's not the best, so the music didn't sound that great. But I did notice that a lot of the songs did sound similar, and it's like the, the music is a lot more cheery in this game. It's like, oh, hey, we're going on an adventure. Yay. And it was all right, I guess. I didn't care for it. But eventually I ended up turning the music off just because it, the, the grind, just fighting over and over and over, I got tired of hearing it. And it didn't sound that good, so I turned it off and just played that way. But what was there was all right. It fit, it fit, it fit the, uh, the world, like the design and art of the world. I thought it went good with. Yeah, I mean, I can see that it's appropriate. That feels fine. So, um... Nick, how did you feel about the music and score it for me? Um, I don't recall hearing a bad track, but I don't recall hearing too many things that are memorable. Um, I would probably not listen to any song off the soundtrack. Um, but nothing was bad. Like we've heard some really bad music in games before, um, <laughs> and these are this is just all right. The sound effects were okay too. Um. Yeah, it was just very middling to me, very average. It was serviceable, I think, is a a good word for it. So score it for me, Nick. Um, I'd give it a three and a half. Three and a half. I'm giving I, it. I'd a, give it a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anderson. Uh, I was gonna say uh, two out of five. It two, was okay. Two out of five. I'm giving it a three. I mean, it was. You know, we've heard worse. We've heard better. You know, and probably give it less, but it reminded me a little bit of twelve and tactics so can't complain there so uh visuals um it's colorful and that's that's certainly something i can say about it um i think the your main character design so like we're talking marsh and mute and um the judges uh and ritz they they all look cool like i think i think they're distinct enough like they're they're fun um they're uh, you know they're not uh, it, it doesn't offend me to look at their character models or any of the imagery drawn about them. Like, so I think they're, they're more than adequate, but like the cool judge aesthetic, you know, they're pulling from final fantasy, what final fantasy 12 has already done. So I'm kind of, you know, cartoonifying those, those sort of designs didn't really appeal to me very much. Um, I think the, you do, you do realize that, 12 came out after this game, right? Yeah, but... Uh, like, so how, how could they pull... 12, game 12 was in development game? before this game, though. Like, we had we had trailers and stuff for 12 before this game was a thing. Uh, all right, man. I'm telling you. When, when, did, when did 12... Let's see. 2006. This came out in 2003. Let's see here. Let's see. Like maybe they had like a shared universe thing going on where they were like, okay, we're gonna all use these similar kind of uh, aesthetics. 
Yeah, see, so oh, develop, development for... Uh, yeah, they take place in the same world, but development for 12 began in, like, December 2000. Um, let's see... Yeah, this definitely started development of 12 long before... Um, before tactics advanced it. Yeah, it probably wouldn't take that long to, you know, develop a Game Boy Advance game compared to PlayStation 2 games. Because Tactics Advance started as a direct port of Tactics, and then they decided to change it halfway through its um, its development. So, there you go. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um... All right, so let's see. All right, anyway, where was that? On your visuals. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, it, if you accept it as its own game, like individually outside of its predecessor and successors, whatever, as its own thing, I think it's fine. I don't particularly care for the some of the race designs. Like, it, it it's all overly childish. But it's cohesive and consistent, so I can't really complain that way. Monster designs fine. Area designs were okay, I guess. Like there's there's nothing wrong there. It's just not my style. So you know, it's cohesive. It, I can understand what I'm looking at. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Nick, what worked for you didn't work for you visually and score it. Uh, I think that's the best part of the game. Um, the the sprites are all detailed, uh, and they look like uh, fuck. There's a goddamn word for this, um, but like anatomically proper, like sure. in their state, they're you know like everything. Yeah, proportionate. There you go. And the totems uh, look like, awesome. Like I give them that. Uh, especially when you do the summons, they get that like detailed little sprite thing coming out, mm-hmm. uh, like reminiscent of like the FFT summon. Um. The only like really drawback I could find in the game was that the like the tile sets for the fields were kind of lackluster. Um, but I like the the character portraits were great. Uh, I felt like the designs were varied enough. Uh, like even when a a, a a race shared a class, it was different uh, mm-hmm. in its look. Uh, enemy designs were good. Uh, I mean, I'd have to give this a four point five, personally. I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I think there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not, it's not my style. Like, it did not appeal to me. It was kind of off pit, off-putting, even though it's not particularly anything wrong with it. So, Anderson, how'd you feel about the visuals of the game and score it for me? I'm right there with you. Oh, boy. Uh-oh, lost it. Um, no, I'm here. Um, it was all right. It's not my favorite type of style, but everything flowed well in the game. Like uh, from the fight scenes to the character portraits, the class portraits, it it felt good. I mean, it didn't feel good, but uh, it flowed well. <laughs> so I'd give it a three out of five because it felt like it was its own world. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, hurt me. Like you can't tell me like doing a fucking kick-ass combo attack and having your characters all do some like badass gangbangs shit isn't cool. No, those those are really really cool. I like those, but I mean, 
for the grand majority of the game, you're not doing combos. You only do them in the fights itself. I was underwhelmed. Just in general. Uh, for the Game Boy, it was cool. I, I was underwhelmed. Like I, I'm just being honest. Like I, I I understand what you're telling me, and I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just telling you I wasn't excited about it. I wasn't excited about it when I originally played it. I think that was my least favorite part. When I originally played it, it's just everything looks too cartoony for me. Like it's just not yeah. the style they went with. While I think it holds up and will look good for a long time, don't think it looks. I mean, it just doesn't appeal to me. So yeah, I mean, I, I hate to bring up tactics again, but I feel that this game uh, looks more similar to uh, Tactics Advance Two well, than Tactics. For sure, Tactics Advance Two is the sequel to this. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, we're just going to avoid that was the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard ever come out of somebody's mouth. Uh, oh, man. Uh, we're going to go... Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take another musical break. Uh, this one's mine. I don't have the title to it. I think it's uh, The Road something. Oh, I'm playing music. I don't want to play the music. The Road We Both Aim For. It is, uh, it's, it's progressive. It's sort of this driving adventurous thing you know I, I digged it got a little head bob action going on to listen to it so that's what we're gonna go with and we'll listen to that we come back we're talking about overall experience replayability and so on and so forth So, like I say, every time, overall experience is a expectations versus reality type thing. How did I feel about what I was going to play versus how I felt after I've played it? So, I played this before, and I played it multiple times before, actually, and I, I, I remember kind of liking it and being kind of an apologist for it. Like, ah, it's not that bad, guys. It's not that bad. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's, it's really, it's okay on its own. And... While I still still kind of feel that way, I think it's as it as its own game. It's not horrible, 
but it's not great. I just couldn't find that spark of fun that I can find in a lot of games. Really, honestly, I can. And I couldn't find what I what it appealed to me before. It had been long enough since the last time I played it where I didn't really have a, a real cohesive uh, memory of it. And it ultimately just kind of was was rather meh about the whole experience. Uh, there was a lot of things I wish was happening that wasn't happening. Uh, there was a lot of uh, just, I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again, but with what it didn't feel rewarding in the same way. So <laughs> overall experience for me, it's getting a two, buddy. That's why I'm dropping it. Anderson, your overall experience playing Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, um, go for it and score it for me. It was, oh, it was an okay game. Uh, you know, first time I played it, uh, I didn't play much of it. It was like 10 years ago, something like that. And playing it again this time, well, if you were to ask me how I felt about this game before I played it this time, I probably would have hated it just because of what I've played years ago. But playing it again this time, it kind of made me appreciate it for what it is. It's uh, it's it's not tactics, but it's a good game uh, for a handheld game because you don't want to have a lot of complicated systems in it. And, you know, it seems like it's aimed more for a younger audience. So it was decent. So I'd give it a two out of five. Okay. Nick? Overall experience. Y'all's definition of like decent is way. No, I I said I didn't have fun. His his definition of decent. I was expecting a three. He came out with a two. Well, if I were to say if I had fun or not, I didn't have fun. It felt like I was just going and going and going to get to the end of the game. It didn't feel like a chore, but it wasn't really fun. It was this is what I'm doing right now. It's could be worse, but it could be better. Okay. Teach their own. Um, I came away from this feeling the same as I felt going into it, that it wasn't a great game. Um, Obviously, it's got a fan base, and people enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I am not one of those people. Um, I I never managed to finish the game uh, when I played it as a kid. Um, I do remember enjoying like the multiplayer aspects with my siblings, um, but playing it now, uh, like I really only did the mainline quests because I knew that if I tried to do the other shit, I probably would quit. Um, it's just there's a lot going on in the game and. Not a lot of it is engaging enough to warrant, at least in my opinion, like doing it unless you're trying to be a completionist about it. Like uh, a lot of the quests are saming. Like it's all like, oh, a a new mission, but just go to this location and and kill shit again. Like uh, it doesn't really mix things up. Um, Like you can do like things on missions like throw in random items like if you want to use the mithril act or mithril pick 
for this mission, you may randomly get some item at the end or whatever. And you can do that to get these uh, like fixed unique uh, NPC characters. Like they have a, a unique name, but they and they always come in the same class. Uh, but like they don't really that's all that's kind of unique about them. And I thought it was cool that if you like kicked a special character, all you had to do was redo their mission again to recruit them again if you really wanted them. Um, like the gameplay is okay. It's just not what I wanted. And I feel like that's a, a sentiment that shared with a lot of people. Um, like taking it as its own entity, I would say it's a really average game. And so it's going to get an average score for me of a 3.0. All right. Before we go into replayability, I say we can, we can talk about it here as far as how we feel about it as a sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics, all right? So it's it's really off-putting just in general to come from a game that um, we loved for very specific reasons to have a sequel that changed every one of those specific reasons we love the original game. You follow? Um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you, do you, could you really consider it a sequel? Well, it's technically a prequel, I think, chronologically. Like, it takes place a long, what? long time before this, uh, that Tactics takes place, I believe. What I mean is, you had mentioned this earlier, that the game started out as a port of Tactics, and then they made it its own thing, and they just added an advance at the end. So, I mean, I personally wouldn't see it as a sequel, but just another game set in the same universe. Well... Sure, in the same way that every Final Fantasy is a not a sequel to the one before it, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, that's it's it's. But uh, I'll let I'll let Nick speak. I mean, Nick, how how did how do you feel about it as as versus you know Final Fantasy Tactics? Well, like, what part of it makes you upset? The the entire thing. So like it's it's like a. If somebody took like your most prized possession uh, and then like shoved it in a fucking like a like a fuck a dish disposal or something like and grind it up in the fine dust and then uh, like they glued it together somehow into like some mangled fucking pile of shit and they're like oh here you go this is what you wanted right and no it's not it's it's absolutely. Like it has almost nothing in common with what we wanted in in the first place. Like what we enjoyed about the first game. It's the only comparison is that it's got uh, grid based uh, like tactical combat, and there's a drop system. Yeah. Oh, and it's got the fucking uh, like send an NPC off to do a a quest thing mission, whatever. So um, like it's. Like it's as as a game, it's okay if you weren't if you come into it and it's your first like Final Fantasy Tactics game or whatever. Like I can imagine like you'd really enjoy it, or if you were around for the first one and you played the first one, but you're too young to understand what the fuck you're looking at. Like you could presumably find a lot of enjoyment out of this game, but as somebody who's like a diehard fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, it's just way too far of a departure uh, from the original source to this to, i would say even justify it being 
labeled Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, it's it's the you know it's the they they went from something marketed to teens and young adults to something marketed to children, um, and it's not you know when you look at it. I think originally I had a big problem with the introduction of these new races, right? So you had the Vera and the Numo and the and Moogles and all this stuff. I I didn't really care for that, but then you know to because it is it's set in the same world. It uses a lot of the same aesthetics, but the the these these races are used to much better effect in Final Fantasy Twelve. Like that game makes these 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 type races much more interesting. And acceptable, so I can you can do these things, but I think it's just this oversimplification and cartoonification that made it so offensive to what I wanted and what I got. Now, taking it separately, I think it does deserve to be considered its own game and held aside from Final Fantasy Tactics. I, I, I think 110% does. And I think that it is a adequate, if not better, game. It's just that you come from a game that is so, so close to, uh, like, my own video game preferences, my own storytelling preference, my own aesthetic preferences, and give me something so far away. There's no way you cannot bring that baggage with you um, into this experience. And even <clears throat> even if I couldn't, even if I could, say, set all that baggage aside and play this on its own, I think I'd still be a little underwhelmed. Um, so um, anybody else have any additional thoughts on FFTA versus FFT? Yeah, I, I got a couple. Just you know, like you and you and Nick said, how playing this game right after you play Tactics, it's it's like this is Final Fantasy Tactics Kids Mode. I mean, the story in Tactics alone was enough to keep me playing. Like, if this combat wasn't as good as it was, I'd probably still keep playing just for the story. In this game, it's it's just eh, everything just is meh. It's like Tactics was like a beautiful. Uh, palette of colors and then this is just a bunch of gray with a little drops of blue in there not literally but just because i would think literally the 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 (laughs) opposite's probably true because the (laughs) colors and tactics are kind of muted and this is very vibrant but continue yeah yeah no you're right literally the colors and tactics is but it fits the setting too you know it's so gloomy it's a dark story you know tons of things happening and then tactics advance is just it's eh. Hey, we're in a new world. Oh, hey, we gotta go home. No. Okay, let's go home. Then I go home. That being said, like I don't think the aesthetic of this game or the feel of this game is very unFinal Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's very much Final Fantasy, like Nintendo style Final Fantasy. Okay. It is yeah. very much that, and um, it's just not. Final Fantasy Tactics. It's very Final Fantasy, just not Final Fantasy Tactics. So that might it may, it makes FFT set out you know be outside so much even more. It's just you know it's it's Nintendo Final Fantasy, which you know a lot of people like. I mean, if you're into that, 
you probably like this if you you know I'm, I'm not I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and tell people not to play this game I think quite the opposite I think if you were a kind of person that hates the idea of FFTA without giving it its own shake I think you're wrong I don't think that's a good um, I think it's worth playing I don't think it's worth doing all 300 billion missions available <laughs> to you um, but I think it's worth playing I think it's worth investing 30, 40 hours in without, without even question. I think it's, it's, it's worth that. And, and, and I hate to come off dour on this review in general, because I remember I played it before and there was some, something there that made me apologize for this game for 10, 15 years. It's just something about me playing this time. I just did not have fun. Um, Taking everything going on in my life outside of this game aside, like not even putting that into the just, just when I could focus in on this game and what is happening, it just, I didn't want nothing to do with it. It's not what I wanted. So, you know, I think if, if, before, sorry, oh, uh, sorry, uh, I think if they somehow, if they had more jobs in the game, like a slightly bigger job tree, I mean, you know, not as big as tactics, but I think it would be more enjoyable and more more abilities to customize your team. That's where I was like gonna you go. Feel like you really want to do that. Like I feel <laughs> like if they if they, they could keep the races, that's fine. I don't have a problem with the races. I think the the problem I would have would have liked more is if they didn't remove the customizing aspect that you had in tactics where you could mm-hmm. almost literally create any combination that you could think of that you wanted. You could do almost anything that you wanted. Whereas in this one, you are tied to five to nine, I think classes, depending on your race. And I feel like if they had just opened that up and instead of like a race uh, being tied to specific jobs, if a race maybe had different attributes that would, lend it to be better at different jobs or maybe if you uh had that character uh be a specific uh, like like uh like you could use the same jobs that they use now uh, but like give access to, uh, to every job to every uh race but uh like whatever jobs they have now if they uh get like a affinity bonus like if for that job they get like maybe 10 percent boost to their stats on level up or whatever um, like that, that, that way they could tie the whole like racial aspect to the jobs that they wanted to do and keep that thing there if they wanted it to. But the whole just removing the customizability of the, in the grander scheme and uh, like limiting you in such a way removed so much of the fun factor for me because that's part of the fun of tactics. So you can make the most bullshit OP builds that you want. You can you can. Mm-hmm. Use shitty ass chemist classes the whole fucking time if you want to do something like that. Like to give yourself a challenge. Like you can play the game how you want to play the game. And for this, they you play the game how they want you to play the game, and that just it irks me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to the point where they remove customization for your characters and then inflict like uh, combat blackouts. So you remove your ability to do certain things when you're, you're narrowed down to such a narrow field as it is with the utility of a particular character. And then on top of that, you want to make certain combats, make that character completely irrelevant. Like fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Like that's, that's, that is fun to exactly zero people. Especially in a tactics game. Zero people. That's fun to I will, on a bright new note, say I did appreciate the item skill 
being rolled in and defaulted, that was okay with me. But outside of that, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> so uh, that's overall experience, everybody. Let's go. Let's move on to Nick's favorite category: replayability. Uh, I think this game's fairly replayable. I mean, because you got you can you can do different builds, kinda not as much as you know we would like. Um, you know, you can do more missions. You can place the things differently. So I, you know, I, I think it's pretty replayable. If, if it's your, if it's your stick, you can play, you can play it differently. Uh, I'll give it a four. Nick, where are you at? Replayability. Um, kind of have to echo what you said. You can kind of choose different classes and different races and kind of experiment that way. But like you can also do that your first playthrough, and really all you need to use is the arrows, assassins to get through the game, maybe some Google uh, clowns for smile to give your assassins extra turns if you want to build more assassins. But I mean, you can use shitty ass blue mage if you really want to. Um, uh, then I mean, because you could do all. Um, I think you could do all the missions on your first game play unless maybe there's some that are locked out like oh there are some that are locked out like if you use no maybe are there i can't remember if you get locked out on shit. i don't think you can get locked out i think you can get like you can lose out on some of the quote-unquote secret npc characters if you use their particular item uh in, in the mission uh, that it get actually gets consumed at um so i mean if you want to replay the game to try to collect them you can i, I guess. mean there are missables but i don't think you can get locked out of the missions yeah, so then it's like you play it the first time, you can pretty much do everything you want. So I'm gonna give it like a two. All right, Anderson, how do you feel on replayability? Uh, you know, a lot like uh, what Nick said, it's not bad. Uh, I don't think I'd replay this game again anytime soon, but uh, what the game has in it, you can definitely replay it, you know, as a different team. Although ultimately, it's not really going to matter. Uh, I'd give it a three out of five because there are enough classes to where you could switch it up a few times. And yeah, I don't think you can miss anything in the game. I know that you can, if you use the wrong item at the wrong time or you just throw it away, then you could get locked out of stuff. So first time you play through, you play it normally. And then I guess if you replay it, you might want to have a guide on hand for uh, city placement mm-hmm. and just different type when to use different quest items. Yeah, but yeah, three out of five for me. So as a point of fact, I would like to mention moving forward, I will at some point in most of these reviews talk about uh, the walkthrough or strategy guide I used. Um, in this case, I ended up re- uh, consulting like an actual um, like game facts but i had a paper walkthrough by nintendo power and that was the most worthless fucking strategy guide i think i've ever had for a game in my life (laughs) like it basically just listed missions it didn't tell me anything about like uh map placement give me items like it's got it's got lists of the abilities and what they do but it was basically just an advanced instruction manual so, fuck that guide. Moving on. <clears throat> it's uh, our final musical break. We're going to listen to what, Nick? 
Undefeated Heart. Uh, and I picked it because I thought it was a, like a happy, hopeful sounding uh, theme. Um, like it, it kind of sounds similar to a lot of the other stuff in the game. They all sound similar to each other. But uh, I think this one stood out a little bit stronger to me than everything else. That's fair. We're going to listen to Undefeated Heart. When we come back, we're going to do a little housekeeping, talk about what we got coming up, and then we'll close this bitch out. So um, that's our. I didn't. I didn't do the call out for Discord question, guys. Sorry on this one. Um, be more. Uh, try and be on top of that more moving into season four. So this is the last review of this season. So next episode coming up, we're gonna do our wrap up. After that, I think our first review of season four is Sema, the enemy. Is that correct? That uh, should be. So two GBA games back to back ought to be cool. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, if if you want to have some input into the season, the season wrap up episode, make sure to go to the Discord. I've got uh, links to all the forms uh, posted there. If uh, there's also, they're currently doing the voting on the Discord choice. So everybody listening to the sound of my voice, if you want to have any input on that, make sure you go over there and suggest a game. Um, if I'm not going to go through the list of what we got and what we can and can't play on that list. Just, you know, because that takes too long. But what I'm asking is everybody that that puts something in that dock for us to play, give us a short something. Sell us on that game. Pretend we've never, we have no knowledge or opinion on it whatsoever. You're making a sales pitch to us. This fucking, it's not, it's like Shark Tank, but it's Game Tank. You want us to play it, um, you know, so just just a short little something to sell us on it. We'll pick it on the the wrap up episode to fill up our um, Discord choice um, slot for next year. So you have essentially two or a week and a half. We'll just say like a week and a half from when you hear this uh, on the feed to get that in. So just you know, game and why we should play it. Me and Nick will decide from what you guys are throwing at us what we're gonna play. So. And we always have the option to to choose none of them. So just don't be butthurt. <laughs> we reserve that option to choose none of them. <laughs> I highly doubt that I will 
from at least from what's been listed so far, choose nothing. Yeah, no, there's but. some there's some good options in there. There's some stuff in there that I want to play that I'm generally interested in playing. So, um, is uh, is are, are GameCube games easy to emulate? I've never tried that myself. I don't know, and I don't want to have to figure it out to be honest with you. Okay. So yeah, I don't blame you. I have some GameCube games. My budget for buying games for next season has already been spent. I've already bought all the things, so I'm not buying anything extra. So if I don't have it. And I'm not going to go through the list of what I do and do not get for everybody on on air. But if I ain't got it and it's not easily to emulate, then it might be out. So um, that's basically it. Anderson, where can people find you if they want to tell you about how shitty a job you did today? Oh, well, uh, you can find me on the Discord channel. I'm in there. Uh, I was away for a while, but now I'm back because... He's back every day. He's got to level it up. Somebody called me an archer, and you know I got to get on point with it now. Ha <laughs> ha! See what you did there. Uh, <laughs> oh, go die, go die. <laughs> He's aiming to be back on top. Oh, Definitely. fuck off, Nick! <laughs> what are you doing? That's a bullseye, my friend. Oh uh, no! Just stop. Um, just, we might yeah. have to charge his. Uh, I was, I was just charge. I was waiting for somebody to go for charge. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, pretty much Discord. I'm always in there just chatting about random things. Uh, that's really it. I don't really have a podcast of my own. I just, um, I, uh, you know, I'm a parasite on these guys. I jump on when I can. <laughs> there we go. That's all it takes, man. Well, it's, it's a pleasure having you, Anderson, for such a such a game as Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. That's always oh, a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. So, I thought I mean, it was kind of cool. It's Since, a weird... You know, I was on a tactics episode. It's a Sorry. weird. It, to me, it feels like a weird game to close out a season on. We've always closed down on like monster games. This one, we're like, hey, we closed out on meh. It's great. We did a lot of <laughs> meh this season, though, and we'll talk about that on the next episode. So, uh, but Can yes, will be a live stream now. Yes, we're going to try and live stream that. So, um, we are planning. Let's see, what is today? We are recording this. You're not hearing it on the 17th, but we're recording this on March 17th. Um, We are going to plan to record uh, the wrap-up episode live Saturday, March 31st, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's that's the plan. That may fall fall flat, because me and Nick will have to get together next weekend and try and do a little test to make sure we can we can get that going right, but um, we're gonna try and do that live. So we recommend we encourage as many people to show up to that as possible. If you want to, if you not, if it's just the two of us sitting around, that's fine. Jerk it off. Jerk it off. You know, <laughs> just see if I can. I wonder if I could just. I wonder if I could hit my webcam from here. It's like just nut real hard. Just wonder if I could hit it. That'd be a challenge. Go but... web, go. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's foul. That's not good. You just took it to that, that that unspeakable level, Anderson. Well, I mean, I'm an archer, remember? I've got to get my shot in there. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. I, don't, I think Brent's going to have a stroke or some shit. Fuck. Just a stroke out. God, y'all are just worthless pieces of shit. All right, so you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. Please head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Each one counts, and we love you for it. And honestly, 
they they all count. It's very important that you do that. Um, there's links to our Discord and stuff is on the website. You can email us podcast show.com. We have a Twitter that's at the RPG Podcast. Uh, I think that's it. Got anything else, Nick? Uh, don't think so. I got a question. Uh, oh yeah. shit! Go for it. Um, you're, you're talking about live streaming and stuff. Uh, you can do that on Twitch, right? Yes. That okay. that they all send. Ooh, that's a good thing. Uh, I, I, don't what, do I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what the Twitch information is, Nick. What do you mean? Like what the handle is or whatever? Yeah, I should say it right now, but I don't it's know a, what it is. It's a, it's a, you always put it in the fucking. Uh, yeah, it's in the it's in the, the it's thing. in the show notes somewhere. It should be like a link to watch us live that we've never done before, but it's yeah. been there for years. <laughs> the link's been there. <laughs> Let's see. I I'll look it up. Right now, I want to say it's the RPG show. show. Should be on the RPG show on Twitter at at not Twitter. Twitch.tv. Twitch.tv backslash or is it forward slash whatever it is the RPG show. Yeah, that'll be there. So that's the way to way to. If it doesn't work on that, we could do it on YouTube live streaming too, because we have the YouTube account for the show. We do. We'll figure all that out. That's what that's what that's what it's for. So we're gonna work it. We're gonna work out the deets. The, are you gonna use OBS? Because you have to. There's a new version of OBS. That's the only way I could get it to work. I know. Uh, before, I, well, I didn't know that. So I'm trying to do the fucking live stream. Or like, let's play whatever the fuck it is for this stupid ass game, and shit never went on the work. So I just didn't do it. I might try again for Seema, but I'm not gonna promise that. We're gonna work it out. We're gonna work. We're gonna work out all the kinks, in a kinky but serious way. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.